0: Woke up in a lucid dream. Now we're hunting for the shards. We might be an oddball team, but at least we've got no
1: What's up everyone? I'm Pedro, the GM and creator of World Walkers. In our last episode, Brumblestone and Tin rejoined the group, but even their return couldn't prevent the nightmares from throwing Tompkins into an unwakeable sleep. We joined the group as they tend to Tompkins and decide their next move. Alright, let's get into season three, episode nineteen, Magical Coma.
2: Vasa, after looking at him enough, um like in a like, there's a split moment when she's, like, kind of staring down at him that she actually, like, reaches forward and, like, actually very, almost very gently, like, lays a hand on his brow at this, like, troubled Tompkins in his sleep. And then when she eventually pulls a hand away, she's like, you know, I, I believe he is in a magic, some sort of magical dream fever of sorts. This is not, this is not something that we have encountered quite so similar before. Perhaps if we get him out of this forest, uh, the the nightmare will leave him. Yeah. Actually, um, after a moment, Vasa would be like, wait, grandmother, try your moonbeam on him. Uh, Ertelby would
0: uh, use moonbeam on Tompkins. Wait, that's going to do radiant damage to him. No, Let's try it's it. only a creature, right? It's anybody.
1: Tompkins is a creature.
3: <laughs> it's only a creature. Um, <laughs> yeah, like, I, there's
1: like there's, sorry. I was explaining this. Like D and D classifies things as either creatures or objects, hmm. or yeah, yeah, yeah. So, is there but,
2: any way to focus the moonbeam, such as like we shine it on only a portion of him versus like you know irradiating him <laughs> right enti- into in his, his entirety? Eyes. <laughs>
4: <laughs> blind him? Um, wow.
1: Ertleby, you would know that the basis of the moonbeam is that it is a searing ghost flame that causes it is a um a go it's a series of ghostly flames that causes searing pain that's it's ghost fire
2: oh uh, okay
0: so not gonna use it on Tomkin. okay she so already it's, it's not okay did that thing that was bad to him oh, yeah time. yeah <laughs> that's
2: right <I> <laughs> so, she heated the metal oh no <laughs>
4: So Tin's going to look at Tompkins. Go, he's in a magical coma. She's gonna turn a stone. You have new some kind of abilities, and uh, she turns to Olivia. What the heck happened to your gun? And then she turns to like Vos and is Like, we need to get out of here. We just I, I
2: agree. Let's let's strap to, let's strap um, Tompkins up and get out of here. The sooner we do, the sooner this may leave him.
5: All right.
3: Yeah, my elemental could just carry him. Mm-hmm, wow. Mm-hmm. Oh wow, your your yeah. elemental. Who is this elemental? Hmm?
5: Hmm? Uh
3: yeah. Um I guess as we're walking and talking, Brummelstone would relay some of the adventures and how the bard took him to a wonderful, terrible town that Brummelstone hated. <laughs> <laughs> That was full of NPC quests that no, none of them that Prumblestone wanted to do.
1: And when he describes that, you guys, that sounds familiar to
3: you too, I believe. So yeah, he would describe that. And the guy who, there's this guy who, you know, just listen to the bonus episode. Um, if you <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> um, <laughs>
5: Patreon.com slash worldwalkers.
2: Just decide. <laughs> yeah. right Vasa would be also sort of like leading the way a little bit to try to keep them away from anything she can perceive. And should be making sure that if they do conversate, um, that they would be using hushed voices.
3: Bramelson would want to know where he was. Like, this doesn't look like a Valley of the Stars. Isn't that where we mm-hmm. were going at one point?
0: Uh, Ernie's going to just cast pass without trace, um, because we're walking. Let's start up being a little stealthier. Everyone cool with that? Yes. Yes. All right, we're going to get some stealth going on.
1: But it means you guys can't talk anymore for that hour.
4: Tin recognizes it as Erdoby's way of trying to not talk about her gun.
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I got a 22. Nice.
1: 16. 14. What did your creature get?
3: 30.
4: What <laughs> the fuck? This giant creature is... What the fuck? Oh, Roberto, you've been uh, replaced in wow. every way. Tin, is- tin got a 7
1: yep you guys hope for the best and continue moving through the swamp
2: can we period um, well I guess Fasa would periodically uh, go to inspect Tomkin's condition on the back of this creature just to see how he's doing
1: remains the same
2: can she occasionally sneak in a few pinches on his cheeks and twists of his ear to see if it rouses him
1: yeah but to no avail Alright, so um yeah, you continue moving. How far do you want to travel just until something happens essentially? Like until you get out? Or do you want to travel for X amount of hours and then rest? Or what how, what's your approach? I guess yeah, rest at some point. First.
4: I was gonna say I think we should all uh find like Tin would mention like strategically we should try and find the closest place that we think is safe and all rest and regain all, you know as much as we can, I guess.
0: I mean, we've got done back, so we can get our magic cabin, right?
3: Yeah, about that, not so much. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) What?
2: Uh, Vasa, personally, like, she knows everybody's kind of like battle beaten and all that, but she's, she really doesn't want to stay in this forest because she's concerned that the effects that are on Tompkins are limited to the forest, or at least that's what she's hoping for, in which case she wants to push out as fast as they can to dispel the nightmare.
3: And Brummelstone would uh, would agree with that.
5: Roberto doesn't like this new metal
3: friend.
1: As you're traveling, the metal friend, as you put it, uh, is traveling alongside. And um, you can't help but feel a familiarity with it, Roberto.
5: Hmm.
1: But you're not quite sure why. You did know that um, while Brummelstone was speaking, though, you could understand everything he said. The rest of the group couldn't, but you could.
5: But I, the I thing is, I, didn't re- I don't realize that no one else can understand it. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> yeah. So I just kind of assumed everyone did, and I didn't find it unusual. All right. So after
1: about two hours of travel, it's Brummelstone and Vasa who uh, start to hear something. What do we hear? You can hear some kind of sloshing and moving around you guys, um, and it's keeping pace with you. Mm. And then, as you hear that kind of like sloshing in the waters, you also hear, um, you can hear talking. Either um, Brummelstone or Vasa, or both of you, essentially. You can hear, um, like, one of the things they say is, like, all right, here they come. And then you hear someone else say, like, which, which one has it? Which one has it? It's like, I don't know. Just wait. It's almost over. And you can kind of hear him smattering and talking like that as you travel.
2: I feel like by now, both Vasa and Brummelstone have enough experience with each other that they know that they're both the ones to pick up things first. So Vasa <laughs> would immediately kind of like turn her head to lock eyes with Brummelstone to see if he's picked it up as well.
3: Yeah, and Brummelstone would nod and would like reach for his weapon.
2: And then um, can between Brummelstone and Vasa, do they, does, is their perception high enough to pinpoint where the slashes are coming from, like a direction?
1: Uh, not only is- that, but you can hear how many sloshes, if you will, you hear about four different distinct voices, but they have almost kind of like a a croak in their voice.
2: The sloshing isn 't reminiscent of the sort of watery movement sounds that we experience in the swamp, is it
1: no, no, uh, as you continue traveling through the swamp they what they he- what you hear isn 't like a regular set of footsteps it 's kind of like a like it 's like whoosh, and then, like a.
3: I get you. I get you. It does sound very amphibian-like.
2: Yeah. Um, I feel like they should have had the system set up by now. But Vasa would like silently raise a like raise a hand to get everybody's attention. She would hold up four, and then she'd like very quickly point to like where she thinks they are, and she would like look to Bromelstone for confirmation.
3: Yeah, Bromelstone would do the same like four and then if you notice the same thing yeah they're
1: kind of like they're, they're they're the noise is getting a little faster and they're moving ahead of you now
3: are they converging or are they sort of
2: forming like almost a wall to impede our progress
3: almost like a wall would be a more accurate description Bromelstone would begin like taking Tompkins off the back of or if it's you know like would take it from his prime his elemental and he would be like you know like I'll stay here and use him or would say, like, make him the wall and, like, go around him.
2: If it makes sense, Vasa would try to sort of direct the group at an angle. So, like, if, if she can sense that they're, they're forming almost like a linear wall in front of them, she would try to go to at least the edge of one of the walls, such that, like, the two furthest ones have more distance across to reach us. Okay. Vasa will also quietly pull out her arrow and sort of ready in action, such as if anything jumps out, she would shoot at it.
1: And then... As you move forward, at some point you hear a voice call out to you. And it's that same kind of croak uh, in its throat, and it's like, uh, like you guys get to a certain point, and then it says, "We need the crystal." What?
2: If if nobody's gonna respond, Voss is not gonna respond either, and just keep leading the the team forward.
5: Give us the crystal.
2: Still going.
5: You know not where you go. Roberto turns to Vasa and is like, which crystal is he talking about?
2: Vasa's like, I don't plan to find out.
5: Should we just give him one of the healing ones?
2: Vasa pauses and goes, <laughs> Why would you even suggest such well, thing? We
3: have we have a lot of them. I like the I like that this is like a legitimately good idea from Roberto to be like, here's a crystal, okay, go away. Which could potentially negate like Using four crystals, and Vasa's like, absolutely not. <laughs>
2: Vasa,
5: like, stops. <laughs> like, that
3: is a ridiculous idea.
2: Yeah, no, I, no honestly, when, when Roberto points that out, um, Vasa kind of looks at him with, like, a, looking a little bit heartbroken, <laughs> but, like, kind of nods to the team and, and like, says, and let's Roberto sort of, like, share the idea.
3: Remo's son would say, We could pull them out. They know something about the crystal. Maybe another group of adventurers are around that has it, and we're mistaken for them. Maybe someone else has it, and they know some information. There's four of them, and there's more of us.
4: Tin is gonna, uh, ever the one for not, um, being, like, I don't know. She's gonna say, who has, who, who has need of it?
1: You do not.
2: Whoa,
3: rude! Dude, it's a little presumptuous. But... <laughs> <laughs> and then, and you, yeah, and you do, yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> starts. Vasa raises her voice and says, "What will, what will you give us in return for the crystal?"
1: And then you hear him kind of like, "What do what, what
3: you think?" <laughs> I like that they stage whisper. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. It's just
1: you and Vasa can hear; the rest can't. But it's like, um
3: warn them, warn them about
1: about the Demi warn them it's like, yes we will tell you what's to come through the swamp on your journey
2: you are correct, we are unsure of our path but your information of the Demi has no value to us if we cannot even make it through the swamp she's
1: really really good
2: if you guide (laughs) us there we will offer the crystal in return for our safe Journey through, through the swamp what do
1: they think hold on
2: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
5: And then
1: you hear them get like a really really quiet and then at this point I do need perception checks from, from uh, all of us anyone who wants to yeah
2: at some point vaso would mutter over sure just like I think they're idiots <laughs> but um just gonna roll I really I have to do better than an 18 passive perception
5: 13.
2: I got an eight. <laughs> I got a 10.
3: I got wait, you a know nine. What?
2: I feel inspired. <laughs> I feel inspired that maybe we have unwitting aids at our side. So I'm going to roll again. Okay. All right. Um, 14. Oh, wait, right. wait. It's 13 plus eight. I got a 20. 21.
3: My elemental got a 18. He's (laughs) Uh, more
2: perspective
4: than me.
3: (laughs) Vasa, you're the only one to hear. It's it's
1: weird. Like you can hear their breathing kind of like, Mm -hmm. mm, almost like meditative, right? And then you wait for a second and you hear them just like, (laughs)
3: like
1: it's suffering. And then after about like a minute's worth of time, it says they say take, take the crystal kill them and then you hear the other one kind of think for a second and then say we, we can't take them and the other one says I know, but it's the only way to make the nightmare stop <gasps> And then you hear, uh, after like another second, you hear, we we will lead you, but we need to come out peacefully. Put your weapons down, and we'll put our weapons down.
2: Um, Vasa would over her shoulder, like, in her like really, really quiet voice. She says, they're deceiving us. They intend to kill us, but they are too weak to." There's four of them. We need one alive to interrogate. And then Vasa, she turns back around. And she says, "How like how will we know you lay down your weapons? Emerge that we can see you, and we will both lower our weapons together." And then Vasa over her shoulder was like makes a quick little, "No, of course not." Um,
3: <laughs> over her
1: shoulder. <laughs> yeah. So you see them um, emerge from the trees like they were actually up in the trees a little bit. Mm. And as they they leap out of the trees and land, and then slowly rise up, they are indeed amphibious. They are wrapped in green skin uh they are humanoid frogs in every sense of the word they have leather wrapped around their wrists each one of them is carrying a spear the problem is is their eyes although they are bulbous and green they're also bloodshot the the frog skin is textured in such a way that like mostly it's kind of like a a dark green but it has splotches almost like the kind of uh splotches you would see in a poisonous frog those um, splotches are the same texture and color of the nightmares. (gasps) Give me an insight check, anyone that wants to.
2: Hell yeah. I'm rolling an insight. And that's not too good. Okay, I got a 9. 18. I I got a 12.
1: Anyone 12 and above can see their suffering. You've seen this sort of look before in that You've seen a similar sort of pain in uh, the hobgoblins that you encountered in the forests way back when you first uh, entered Rolanis. There's a there's a, um, remnants of that, but where the hobgoblins look like they were angry and fueled with uh, some sort of unnecessary vengeance, these creatures look tortured. Oh no. And they come out and they, they do drop their weapons.
2: Vasa will cr- call across the distance, she says, thank you for your good faith so far if you don't mind me observing you seem troubled does your does your desire for the crystal have anything to do with your your ills
1: they kind of give each other nervous looks their heads never have to move to do so mm-hmm. but one of them nervously shakes his uh, nods his head is there anything we can do to help just just the crystal
2: What will the crystal do for you?
1: They look at each other and one of them takes the risk and says, uh, when we turn it over to our benefactors, they will leave us. Oh, no.
2: How may I address you?
1: We no longer have names. We're not allowed to have them.
3: But you had names?
1: No. No. They all look nervous when they say, like like they're getting ready to say something else and they go, no, no names.
3: Well, let us call (laughs) you friends. Who are your benefactors?
1: And that's when they start kind of hyperventilating almost and they don't answer.
2: How long have they been your benefactors?
1: A matter of months.
2: How many benefactors are there?
1: And they look confused. Many in one. Uh, okay, and when they say that this, the, the darkness on their skin starts to twitch and they all seem to kind of experience a sort of like pain and they wince and they stand up straight and say we, we should really be moving
2: um, Vasa over her shoulder she says we could put them out of their misery
4: Tin has already come to that conclusion and she when Vasa voices it she's she nods to her as if she's like it might
5: be the for the best We can't do that. They're they're still
3: alive, they're still...
2: But their will is not their own, and it's their lives or ours.
3: Well... They are resisting. They do have some will.
0: Can we draw the nightmares out of them? Perhaps... With a
4: moonbeam? Baptism? By fire! (laughs) Tin, <laughs> tin. <laughs> yeah. I mean, she remembers that Ertleby's moonbeam did dispel all of the shadows that were gathering, or the vortex that was above us in the fight previously. Um, uh, team vote.
0: Should I moonbeam the amphibians? Tin. Tin says yes.
2: Yes. Perhaps we should offer it to them. Otherwise, they may flee from the moonbeam, and it will. There will not be enough effect.
5: Yeah. Let's let's let them know before we've set them on fire
2: let's do all right so ertleby will step forward
0: and in her best grandma she'll say friends your affliction is not unknown to us the nightmares plague your mind we may be able to help you without the crystal are you willing to give it a try
5: they slowly shake their head, Yes,
0: It will cause pain.
5: But I can totally heal you afterwards, so don't even worry about it.
0: <laughs> but he can totally heal you afterwards. Plus, I've been rolling very poorly on this uh, <laughs> all day. <laughs> like a three. Uh, a two and a one. Uh, Erdlby doesn't say that. Erdlby says, if we do not see a change... I will stop it immediately. It's risky, but I'm sure more than anything else, you want to be free from the nightmares that haunt you, and this—this this could be a way to free yourself.
2: And so, given that they'd nodded, Earldv would wait, 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 and and then. If if they seem to be agreeable, Vasa would say, you know, step forward, all four of you, approach.
1: They slowly move forward.
0: When Ertleby casts this in combat, it's often without much fanfare. Like she does the stuff she needs to cast the spell, but she's really focused on just like plowing the power of the moon into the nightmares. But for this for this she's gonna be a little more ritualistic. She's gonna she's gonna like like hold each one of their faces in turn and be like... Don't touch them, they might be contagious.
5: <laughs>
3: <laughs>
0: She's trying to make them more receptive to the the spell working in this way. And if I had a theory for how the spell could like force some change in them, as we all know, when Moonbeam strikes something, um, if it's a shapeshifter, Shapeshifter has to resume its original form. So that's that's kind of what she's thinking now, as she like she like adds a little extra flair in there to try and put the, the amphibians at ease. She's like she's very solemn about it. And she casts moonbeam and a beam of light falls
3: upon them. Vermostone would also cast guidance, as though you know, with the thought that it's them resisting this creature or whichever one would like help them with the ability check they need. If that's like a... But it would add to this like ceremony-esque thing. And then go ahead and roll
1: damage.
2: <laughs> he, just, he just fries in Ertleby's hands like it's no, charred, no. charred frog.
0: Frog oh, no. legs. I got a one. Nice. And a two. I All got right. a one and a two.
1: <laughs> so the moonbeam comes down and you watch as the ghostly flames develop and start to sear its skin it just kind of croaks and screams into the sky and then I mean the, you're keeping the flame on him right yes. so he takes three damage and he's just like and it's kind of the convulsing the power of Christ
3: compels you
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, And it, it looks at you with pleading eyes and it says and it kind of nods you going to keep doing it
0: he nodded yeah, keep going. More damage. More
1: damage.
4: I, I got another crispy frog legs.
0: I got another. I swear to God, I got another one. And then I got a ten. Oh, so that's eleven damage.
1: So you watch as it continues to burn, and it's just it's holding itself in the flames. It looks to you.
0: Erleby does it again. Okay. A three and. 10. I do 13 damage.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It continues to be engulfed by the ghostly flames and it can no longer stand and it leaps back a number of feet and it kind of like falls in the water a little bit rises up and it's just like (laughs) it it didn't it didn't work.
5: <laughs>
1: and the rest of them looks look frightened um, as he can barely hold himself up, um, and then they look and see that their uh, their weapons are gone, and they look up at you. And the one that took all of that damage
5: has a look of uh, it's just a painful look of betrayal in his eyes. Uh, Roberto would move go forward and kind of put his hands up. Ooh, put his hands up in front of the in front of the little frog guy and um, little <laughs> frog guy the little frog guy and kind of whisper a couple of words of n- nature and there's a green glow and he heals him yeah he watches some of the wounds start to close up and he his breathing slows and
1: he says now now can we have the crystal
4: tin has kind of moved closer to vasa and maybe like
1: vasa's uh, not by you guys
4: wait where is Vasa?
1: Great question.
4: <laughs> where their where their weapons go? <laughs> What's <the> f- <laughs> up?
5: Oh my god! <laughs>
4: <laughs> well, Tin's Tin's Ben's thoughts. Vasa. Is there anyone by Tin that she can turn to whisper to?
1: <laughs> sure, the rest of the group. I mean, yeah, well, no, okay. Brumblestone only.
4: Okay. Tin turns to Bromstone and She goes, "We don't. There's no guarantee that giving them this crystal is going to heal them." from what they have and they're talking about giving it to the their benefactors so i believe that at this point it might be uh might be too late for them is like once they're infected um there's nothing currently that we we know of that can help them
1: and then yeah as you're saying that like uh yeah, I mean, you, like Vasa is standing right next to Brummelstone, I mean, she's listening too.
4: What the f- <laughs> Anyways, Tin's like, looks at her as she appears, and it's like-
1: you not appear, you just kind of look over behind brummelstone
3: she's like, she's been there the whole time, I mean. Yeah, she that's never how she's moved. been. <laughs> uh, yeah, Bramblestone would say, like, ten. Have you lost your heart since we last met
4: oh come on i don't have a heart
3: (laughs) these are they're obviously innocent creatures if we can get to their benefactors it sounds as though the benefactors control the nightmares they might be the next step in finding out who is unleashing these and what they're doing
1: and that the the one that you've been burning alive he kind of takes a half step forward and he says we should be clear then Benefactors is just nightmares.
2: <laughs> we know, we know, little frog. <laughs> Where are your benefactors?
1: And they look to—they look to their skin.
2: Vasa says, "How did you know we had the crystals?"
1: They whisper to us.
5: Wait, so just to be clear, are we talking about healing crystals or the other crystal shards?
1: I think and then you can sh- see the skin bubble, uh, the nightmare skin bubble on them when you say shard. Oh, shit. Can and then Vasa- speak to your benefactors
3: yeah, yeah. you now? Mm-hmm.
1: they look to each other. You can, you can try.
2: Um, Vasa takes a step forward and she looks hard at I guess any lead frog, but she's not looking at them. She's looking at the nightmare. The nightmare mist. And she said, she, um, she takes on a very serious tone and looking directly at the nightmare, Muck says, nightmares, we have faced each other multiple times. You have tried to stop us and failed multiple times. The only way you will ever get the shard is if we bring it to you ourselves. You know right now that your vessels standing before us stand no chance to hold us back now and then she kind of looks over her shoulder and she indicates tompkins who's still passed out and like you know in the grips he says she says that little hobbit who i believe is in your grip is the one thing guiding us closer to you if you want these shards we need to bring them to you and we need that that hobbit guiding us release him from your grip and then vasa like takes a hard look longer at the nightmare muck And then she straightens to try to see if there's any reaction after she has said her
3: piece. Why she starts that? Like, as soon as she starts that, I would cast tongues on myself. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So supposedly any creature that understands one language. Right, right. So, yeah.
1: Yeah. So you cast that and you're kind of like, well, let's see what happens, right? Yeah. And then...
2: Like, I don't know if Vasa has to roll for persuasion or something, or nope, if that's no, just no, like... No, no, okay.
1: no. Um, you cast that and you're kind of sitting there, and then suddenly, Brummelstone, um, you hear something that the others don't. You hear uh, someone say, So you need him. And that voice comes from Tompkins. Oh my
2: god. Oh, shit. Shit. Vassa shit. Vasa turns around to look at Tompkins. Well, only, only
1: Brummelstone heard that oh, okay, kind of... Okay, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, then, and yeah, you, but you probably heard uh, Tompkins shift around a little with your high mm-hmm. perception.
3: So Brummelstone would turn around and he goes It's not him we need. I want to know why you do this. We will find the shards and we will rebuild the dream. But why are you attacking it?
1: And there's kind of a quiet for a minute... And then Tompkins' eyes open, but there's no pupils.
2: Oh, man.
1: And he just says, torment. And the eyes slowly close.
2: Wait, does does Tompkins say torment in... Um,
1: and like, it's something you can all hear.
2: Vasa um, reaches out and slaps Tompkins across the cheek. And then she says, in a very, like, sort of, impatient, she says, torment that. And then she, tur- she turns back to the bulk of the nightmares, which are coating the brows she says, so you have made your choice to stupidly keep a hold of the hobbit. We will find another guide. You have only slowed your own acquisition of these shards. And then she now looks, she makes eye contact with the four frogs, and she says, you do not have your weapons. You know you cannot take us. It is your choice now. Flee and do not follow us and continue on your agony. Or stay and fight and be be put to an end. It is, that is the only choice left to you.
1: And they look at each other and one of them says, uh, Your child, infected like us. What you need is answers. And he turns around and slowly starts walking deeper into the swamp. Thanks for listening to Season 3, Episode 19, Magical Coma. Thanks to all of you for listening, and a huge thank you to all of our members at patreon.com slash worldwalkers for making all of this possible. The music from this episode comes from Kevin McLeod. You can find his work at incombatech.com. The sound effects come from Sirenscape, which you can find at sirenscape.com.
3: Uh, but they, they didn't know where Claiborne was so he scried, saw Claiborne uh, we went there I totally saved her heroically oh my god uh, No, I, uh, <laughs> I desperately tried to save her and I think at one point I was hiding behind her because she is <laughs> such a badass um, um, but then the nomad was like let's get down to business and you know Claiborne is, is anything if anything is professional and mm-hmm. so she was like okay um we we found out there is a series of elemental stones that essentially the nomad wanted to sell because and I felt partially responsible because I did ruin his business when <laughs> we, or we did ruin his business when we set the town a war. Uh, between the gunslingers and the uh, oh and the brotherhood of iron like oh, yeah. apparently apparently it's not a very stable town i feel like it was once detroit like booming and then oh. like gangs took over it's and it was some terrible hard times. <laughs> it's, it's it's seeing some hard times so that's why he was in Rolanis to begin with he probably used the same portal we used to get through oh um, and had just like all reset up shop here um As though it was, you know, like old times Like riding a bike And that's when the really base form Of the elemental, I call kill rum appeared And yeah. basically beat the shit Out of that guy <laughs> till he turned into a big bird and was like, fuck you And flew oh, off He
1: exploded in a, a, a bunch of black feathers And he turned that's into right. a crow and flew off yeah. yeah. <gasps> oh my god Oh my wow. god, Pedro <laughs> That's fucking oh cool god, That's so
5: cool uh, yeah. Oh friggin- my god. <laughs> I know who he is. Yes. <laughs> what? Who is he? Who's that? You'll have to wait to find out. Aww. <laughs> <laughs>